0: It's time for Matchday Live, brought to you with thanks to Functional Fitness. This car, is still going, another chance! What a goal! And Cawley, and Cawley with the shot, and Cawley with the goal. David Cawley, the Ballina man, strikes for Slider Rovers. Nobody can doubt it, Ballina Steven Stephenites are the best team in the last. So look at uh can we go back to kind of um two thousand and nine, um, at the Leinster school's rugby final, um, you were in BlackRock and they were playing tenure college, um, Geordie Murphy, uh, Andrew Conway and Dennis Buckley, who's now your teammate actually, was on that team. Um is that is that when it all kind of kicked off for you? When did you realise you wanted to be a professional rugby player? Uh it
1: was probably after that to be honest. I didn't really have many ambitions in school to be professional before, like I kind of on that team and um, I was on the bench for the rest the, the senior cup campaign and um, it was probably the summer after that Nigel Carlin got um, me into the Connors in the 20s and he gave me an opportunity there and it was probably only towards the end of that summer with, with the Connors in the 20s that I kind of closed she's a an opportunity here and I thought I could have a crack at it but then I kind of a really good pre-season with them and then I broke my leg in the first game of the year and I went back to college and I, went, I got into college in UCD so I was up in Dublin and I had a broken leg so I missed half that season anyway and then kind of put things on the back burner again and um, I was lucky enough to be able to I got called back in for the Cardinals the following year and then um, yeah I kicked off from there and yeah I was Roger really again game my first opportunity um. I'm to think that's I can have a career in it, I suppose.
0: Um, you joined the Academy then in twenty eleven. Um ten years later now you're still here. Uh, you must have some unbelievable memories from that time.
1: Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's been um it's been an incredible journey alright. Um yeah, we've made some unbelievable friends along the way and it's, it's always tough every year seeing lads seeing us leaving that you've come such time to with. Um yeah, obviously the highlight probably being the um, 2016 final. That was um, something special but you never forget. And um, probably, um, yeah, like those, those moments are great, but there's just so many kind of things day to day that you kind of probably take for granted at times. But um, yeah, it's that's what sort of the kind of friendships you make along the way. This is the kind of the the really special thing about it.
0: Yeah, um, you came up through the minis in Ballina, um and you would have played with Connacht Academy um, throughout different points in your career. Um, Willie Rowan spoke in the show, he, he mentioned too, the importance of the academy to Connacht. Um, when you were involved in the academy growing up, um, did you develop much as a player or was it something that you weren't too involved in?
1: I wasn't hugely involved uh, underage. I didn't I probably didn't really start playing rugby seriously, seriously until I went to to Black Rock. But I, I was kinda of involved with the Conks under, maybe under fourteens, under sixteens a little bit, but I wasn't um certainly wasn't a star player underage anyway and I was kinda of in and out of some of their camps and stuff, but um it the the, the system they have now is incredible, yeah. Um, the work they've done in the academy. Um that's uh, throughout the province, I mean it's it's miles apart from where I was coming when I was coming up. Um I know I know having those guys, those coaches coming in, um, when I was younger did make a big difference and you kinda made you aspire to play for Connacht a bit. But I suppose for me personally I, I wasn't hugely involved in, in that until I was probably seventeen or eighteen a bit and um and then I wasn't really involved in the sub academy until the year after that again so um, well, then, yeah, the work they're doing at the, the underage level with the problems now is—it's incredible. Um, and they've come on leaps and bounds in the last ten years. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, we mentioned there and we talked about um, Black Rock College. Um, you went to school there. Is in your eyes, um, that word kind of all developed? I mean, something we've spoken about is how there's no pri- theres not many private schools in Connacht that are rugby schools such as your Black Rocks your Ross Graves etc um, do you think you are where you are today because of Black Rock College
1: um, it definitely helped um, definitely helped yeah but uh, again I, like, I, I was I was kind of playing for the seconds and thirds most of the time when I was there it was only my last year where I kind of kicked on and and, and made the team but again I kind of only just about made it so um, I, yeah the, look it definitely opened my eyes to a different level of kind of training and professionalism Um you know, by the time those guys are 14 or 15, they're pretty much training full-time. Um, and I loved that. Uh, it, was, it was unbelievable. But, like, I suppose my passion at that stage was probably Gaelic football. And I was probably my first... Yeah, I went to Blackhawk when I was 15, I think. For my first year or two there, I was kind of using the rugby training to, to keep me tipping over for the Gaelic season, really. Um, and then probably towards the end of my... Towards the end of fifth year, I suppose, is when I kind of... Um, thought I might have a chance of making the senior team the following year and I kinda of focused a little bit more on it but it was pro- yeah, it was probably more um the gay football side of things. Um we had some great coaches under age there, Steve Knights as well and Shane McCann would have been a big influence. Um obviously my dad as well and my Uncle Brian would have would have helped me loads with training and stuff and they were extremely professional in the way they um approached things. So I'd say it was a combination of of yeah like Blackrock was brilliant, but I'd I, I put a huge amount of stock in, in the training I got in, in Ballinard. It wasn't just obviously the rugby club was brilliant as well, but um, the Steve Knights as well was was where it made a huge amount of development. Um, and yeah, we, we had a pretty successful underage team, and, and we had some great memories there as well. Um, um, it was probably a combination of the two really. I, I couldn't I couldn't put it on just Blackrock. It's probably a combination of Blackrock, Steve Knights, and, and Ballinard Rugby Club would be um, a combination of all of them to kind of um, put me on the right track.
0: So you earned your first cap with Ireland um, against the USA in 2017, um, I think. You would have been yeah. 26 at the time, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you were involved then in the Six Nations this year and last year, um, which is a momentous achievement for, you know, all that was involved in your career and yourself and your family. Um, is that an enjoyable experience? Like, I imagine it's a very, it's a very kind of intense environment um, there, there, there must be a lot of pressure to, to do well and to compete well.
1: Yeah, look, it's, it is really intense in up there. Um, but I think there's a really good environment there at the moment, where um, you know you work really hard and you train really hard. But the, there's, a, there's a great atmosphere around the place, and the lads really enjoy each other's company. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's a pretty open environment. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed, uh, particularly in the last year over the. The last six or nine months or so, um, being up there, um, it's a really good balance of um, that intensity, and then being able to get guys, I mean guys from other provinces that you probably you played against a lot, but you get to know them a bit better, and um, you're trying to build those relationships that you're playing for each other. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's like really intense. You're, you're working, you're, you know, you're working really hard during the week, but when you have a bit of downtime, it's a really good atmosphere up there at the moment and I think they've, they've worked really hard on building that.
0: You recently signed, uh re signed a contract with Connacht. Um what's the what's it actually like on, on a match day in the sports ground? Um the atmosphere I imagine is, is very it's very warm and fun, I'd say, or exciting.
1: Yeah, like yeah, when you get full crowd at the sports ground for a big game, it's a pretty special atmosphere. Um when you're driving into the stadium and you can kinda of see the fans already around and Atmosphere building, and then throughout the warm-up, there's more and more people coming in. It's it's pretty special, and then yeah, obviously throughout the game, then it's it's pretty magic. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something you kind of dream about growing up playing playing play in front of um, Hock Stadium or the Connacht are, are unbelievable. Um, like I'm you not know, cliche, but I, I I do think they're the best fans out there. I mean, um. It's 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 an electric atmosphere at the sports ground. I don't know a lot of teams hate playing there, so that's that's a credit to the fans. And and we're we're missing them at the moment. Um It's 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 been a, a weird year, obviously for everyone, and a tough year for everyone. But um, not having the fans at the at the matches does does take away from it a little bit, for sure. Yeah. So I um, can't wait to get them all back
0: in. And if you were to pick one highlight um, from your time in Connacht what would it be? What would be the one moment to you that just goes, that's what it's all about?
1: Uh, probably, I remember walking into the, when we got off the team bus before the final uh, in Edinburgh. I remember there was a couple of times and right!" it was one of those special moments. Um, and then obviously that whole week after. Um, was Yeah, it was, it was incredible. And, I mean, most of my family were there for it as well. So it was pretty... That, was, uh, that whole week was, was pretty special but I suppose if you had to pick one moment, that, that's the one that would live in the memory was getting off that bus and um, yeah just felt like we, we couldn't live after that for, for whatever reason was, uh, it was pretty special
0: I imagine there's a lot of characters um, in the dressing room um, what kind of person would you say it takes to be a professional rugby player um, what kind of qualities should a person have
1: um oh like discipline and hard work would be two two main ones for for me. That's what I kind of look for in, in someone. Anyway, um, if you have those two, I mean, you can you can go a long way on a, a little bit of talent. So, um, yeah, just having the discipline, stick at it, uh, and not giving up. Either. Like I've seen, I've seen so many unbelievably talented guys, far more talented than some of the guys that, that probably have made it, including myself. But uh, it didn't. Didn't make like a breakthrough because they probably backed that little bit little discipline, or, or maybe just gave up a little bit too early, um, if things didn't fall their way. So yes, yeah, look, it's a boring answer, but yeah, like just discipline to just stick at it and and keep going, because it's yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of ups and downs on the way, um, injuries and non-selection. Um, yeah, it's it's it can be it can be very up and down. So just. Being able to stick with it, I think, is one of the one of the, one of the big things. And that's what sort you see from some of the best guys in the sport—they're able to deal with those setbacks. Um, so I suppose resilience will be the one big one. Resilience and discipline.
0: Um, look, David, thanks very much for talking to me. Um, I really appreciate it. Cheers, I
1: appreciate it. Thank you, mate.